On this edition of Jersey Arts, the podcast, State of the Arts meets Mary May, a traditional basket maker from Ocean County. Her work is featured in the New Jersey State Museum's folklife exhibit, Culture in Context, a Tapestry of Expression. Mary May is not only a master artist, but an historian of South Jersey baskets. A hundred years ago, baskets were used for everything from gathering berries to catching fish. Mary makes her baskets in a large, light-filled studio in Forked River. When you hear that music, or when you hear that cracking of the wood, it, is, it lets you know that you're in your right direction. And then the rhythm and the weaving would be, um, once you get going, you just keep your hands moving, and it just keeps moving, and it, it's almost like playing a musical instrument. It just kind of keeps until the basket's done. Mary shapes her baskets on solid wooden molds. She begins by preparing the material, starting with the white oak tree. She selects a tree, cuts it down, and splits it herself. Each time you go into the wood and you start splitting down the grains and into the billets and then the, down into the weavers and the staves, what happens is the tree does what it wants. It's natural material. So I always feel that I'm constantly learning how to, how to work the material. So um, it's funny that I do enjoy basket making. I'm a fanatic about it. I research South Jersey basketry a lot. Um, whenever I get the chance, I like to go into museums, small museums like historical societies. Um, traveling pretty much from here going south is where my expertise lies. And I will go in and I'll look at the baskets. I'll try to identify them uh, as to who made them try to find out if there was a local basket maker in that uh, town and sort of was, was that person a good weaver or, or was he considered a good weaver and see if I can go in and duplicate them. Mary May lives in an area which was once a center of New Jersey basket making. Especially in Ocean County, if you go back into the census, there were very, there was a lot. I, when I say the word a lot, there was probably nearly 200 if not more basket makers in this particular county. And they were here because of the oaks, because of the white oaks. And especially here in the town where I live, um, we had a basket maker, an archer. The archers were basket makers, and one of them settled here because of the oaks. And uh, the town over, Lanoka Harbor, is called the land of the oaks. So yeah, white oak, they were here making baskets because of the uh, indigenous white oak trees. Although she makes historically accurate replicas, Mary gives them her own touch as well. I sort of will fine-tune something, I will change something, I will make something what, the way I feel would either improve it or maybe even just give it a more aesthetic, pleasing look. It all started when Mary saw a woman carrying an old basket. When I saw the basket, when I saw her carrying the basket, I, I had just approached her and I said, that's such a beautiful basket. I'd like to learn to be able to do that. And. Um, just because of her lifestyle and her and who she was, she wasn't able to teach me. So it just did, you know, it's almost like when someone tells you no, you want to proceed and go through stuff. So I didn't know what to do. I really wanted to make the basket. It was one of those things that I kind of got involved in thinking about and I just needed to complete it, which I still haven't completed. I still want to make basket every day. And uh, so I went into our local historical society. They had good examples of baskets. And I was really fortunate because at the time the president let me go in and touch them, which is unlike a museum, they don't usually let you handle things. Let me touch them, photograph them, take measurements. 
and then that really was the beginning of went to the library, started studying. Mary May began on her own, but was able to continue her study of traditional basket making through the New Jersey State Council on the Arts Folk Arts Apprenticeship Program. For me, it was a big open door for me. It just let me step right into basketry. It allowed me to go out and find someone who knew more about what I wanted to know, be able to work alongside of them, and um, really show me how to handle things. It's one thing if I say, go split the log and, and take it apart. It's another thing to actually do it. Her mentor, or master teacher, was basket maker Esther Park. I met Esther because of really this apprenticeship program. She was willing to share her knowledge and her expertise with me. In fact, you know, I don't get to see Esther every day like we were when we were working together, and I do miss her. Um, and she was just kind enough to explain everything to me. She would let me try it. We could retry it. I could practice it. And we just kept moving forward on it. And each time I learned a little bit more, she would send me home with some homework. And then I'd go back and I'd meet her the next time and we would keep proceeding more and more. So she had good examples of um, South Jersey baskets in her collection. And she also had knowledge of a woman by the name of Indian Ann, who was a basket maker of yesteryears. And she would go make the white oak baskets and then she would walk and peddle her wares. So she had that part, that unspoken, or I should say unwritten part. She had that verbal history that I just, you just can't get unless you talk to someone through. So that's, as meeting Esther was a real nice, nice additive to my basket uh, journey. Baskets were once important tools, and Mary makes many of the old styles. A pound fish basket is a nice large round basket. Um, that the fishermen would have used to collect their fish, the pound fishermen, along the beach when they hauled in their fish from the nets. And they would have collected their fish and they would have gathered, had lots and lots of baskets. And they would fill them with 50 pounds of fish. So then the fish with the baskets would go into the market. Once they were sold, the fishermen would recollect their baskets and reuse them. So um, it's just a nice, heavy, sturdy, uh, work tool. Another type is the elongated eel fike or eel trap. The eel fike is a long round cylinder basket that actually has another funnel type basket inserted inside of it and the eels would swim in but they would never turn around and swim out. So there was a plug on one end and different uh, people who would go eeling would have a secret recipe for their bait and you would never share with me that recipe because, you know, that would be uh, taboo. You would not do that. Mary May can often identify the makers of historic local baskets. Having seen many baskets, sometimes I can identify and sometimes I can't. There is a signature to, there is a signature to everyone's work. Um, and it is a certain way that um, on a rim of a basket, at the top of the basket when you place the rim, just an overlap or a way that someone in particular cuts their weaver or they carve a handle. Today most baskets are signed with a signature. People sign their baskets, but um, they didn't always do that. So it could just be the lashing at the top of the basket, which is something that holds the basket together. Could just be done in a particular way that no one else, it's sort of like your signature, 
uh, your handwriting that nobody else would do. Making baskets continues to be both rewarding and challenging. I have to say, the most important challenge or the hardest challenge is finding that tray. I keep referring back to that because probably in every hundred white oak trees I see, only one is okay. Okay, and once I get in, I can look at the tree, it may, oh, this is going to be the tree, I'm going to be really excited, and it's not. It just it doesn't work, and then the tree becomes a firewood. So, uh, locating a tree, um, I'm fortunate here because I have uh, gained some permission from some people who own the land, and they let me, allow me to go out and get the tree. So, that's always a challenge. And then, um, I have to say, getting into the, the wood and making sure it's not diseased, getting my long, my long uh, getting in between the growth rings and really getting involved. And then of course coming across a new basket that I haven't seen. That is exciting. And then being able to reproduce it. Mary May teaches occasional workshops in basket making at the Tuckerton Seaport. For more information visit TuckertonSeaport.org. Her baskets are on display at the New Jersey State Museum's exhibit Culture in Context, a Tapestry of Expression through January 2009. For more information, visit cultureincontext.org. For more information about the arts in New Jersey, visit jerseyarts.com. Jersey Arts, the podcast, is a production of State of the Arts. Watch it on NJN Public Television Fridays at 8.30 p.m. and Wednesdays at 11.30 p.m. Individual stories can be seen anytime on njn.net. The New Jersey State Council on the Arts is proud to co-produce State of the Arts. Jersey State Council on the Arts, encouraging excellence in the arts since 1966. Additional support was provided by the Geraldine R. Dodge Foundation, supporting cultural, educational, and environmental initiatives that make our world more livable.